Stop avoiding your erectile dysfunction issue. Peak Performance for Men is offering your best offer yet. Call today to book your free consultation and free blood flow evaluation. 1-800-210-8181. Peak Performance for Men helps over 80% of men who receive the treatment experience long-term improvement. Let the experts at Peak Performance for Men help you today. All it takes is one phone call for a free consultation. Free blood flow evaluation. Call 1-800-210-8181. That's 1-800-210-8181. Radio. Hello, and thank you. Millions of Americans are getting back to work. CareerBuilder calls it the great rehire. And we want to help you get the best jobs before everyone else. CareerBuilder gives you the competitive edge to get the job you want, at the salary you want, with the benefits you want. We even send job alerts, so your perfect job lands right in your inbox. Go to CareerBuilder.com today, or get left with whatever jobs are left. Find your next job fast at CareerBuilder.com. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Thank you for joining Blog Talk Radio again. This is Destiny Talk Show with Michelle. And today we're excited once again because we know that God will speak to us today. We know that we will hear from heaven. Father, we thank you right now, O oh God. We give you praise, glory, and honor, O oh God, because we know that everyone that hears the sound of my voice today, God, that you will begin to touch their hearts, O oh God, that you will begin to draw them closer to you and let them know how much you love them in this day and time, God. Let them know, O oh God, that through worshiping you, through honoring you, through going to their secret place, O oh God, that you're promising protection, revelation, and they have trust in you, O oh God, that you would not turn your back on them, that you would never leave them nor forsake them. Father, that their heart is secure in them, O oh God, and that you would engage in any battle that they have, O oh God, because of that covenant with them, O oh God. Father, teach us how to go into the secret place. Teach us how, O oh God, to worship you under the shadow of your wings. Oh, God, Lord, protect us. And God, we thank you right now, oh God, for that protection, Father. We thank you, oh God, that you will open doors that were shut and you will shut the doors that need to be shut, oh God. We thank you right now, oh God. We give you praise, we give you worship, and glory and honor belongs to you in Jesus' name. So today we're going to be um, talking about Deborah. And I didn't put it on my screen, but that's what we'll be talking about, totally committing our lives unto the Lord and the promises that he has upon our lives because he has made a covenant with us and that he has promised us that he will always reverence and honor the covenant that he has with us, even if we stray away from it or go into another direction. But what he wants us to do is begin to engage with him, begin to talk to him, begin to get revelation concerning who he is and what he wants us to do in our lives, our destiny with him. Because we always say to God, I don't know my destiny. Show me my destiny. And we buy books, we buy 
everything. We go to conferences. We go to seminars to try to find our destiny. When we truly already know it, we just want somebody to kind of confirm or affirm what God has already spoken. But if we walk, or not if, when we walk in the ways of God, there's no more questioning. When we go into the secret place of Christ, there's no more questions. Now you have to make a stand. Now you have to go before God, knowing your destiny, committing those ways unto him, and totally giving your life unto him. Because there's so many times that we say we don't know when we really do, we want man to tell us. We've heard from the Holy Spirit. We've heard from heaven what we are to do. But for some reason, we need that physical man in front of us telling us what God has already told us. And we have to get to a place where when God speaks, there's no more discussion. When God speaks, the only thing we say is now, God, that you've spoken, now teach me. Walk me through the process of what you want me to do and how you want me to do it. And and that's how we begin to know his voice. That's how we begin to know our, answer, our prayers are answered. That's how we begin to know how to communicate with God is when we release ourselves to him through trust. When he speaks, even if we get it wrong a couple of times, oh, I thought God said that, it's okay. That's your training ground. He hasn't presented you to the people yet, but when he presents you to the people, you have a oneness with him that when he begins to speak, you speak what he has spoken and God begins to move. We no longer have to pray, God bless what I'm about to do. God anoint what I'm about to do. And we get up nervous and we start singing, anointing fall on me. But when you have a relationship with him, the anointing is you. The power is you inside because you're one with Christ at this point. You're walking in him, through him, and with him. So whatever he does, you do. Whatever he says, you say. So there's no more God anoint me. God pour your oil upon me. No, it's already there when you have the connection that you need with God. So when we go into that secret place with him, that's where we fall down. And we, we only think about his presence. We only think about the things of him. When we go into our secret place, we can play our same music and we can loop it to where it's constantly praying, I mean singing, so that we can stay focused in our prayer time with him. And we go into that place kneeled or laying down and, and lying down and we say, God, I'm here it's all about you right now. It's not about the car note. It's not about the rent. It's not about the wayward children. It's not about adultery, sin, nothing. It's just about him. And all you're saying is I'm giving it to you. I'm giving me to you. I surrender all. I surrender all, God. I'm not coming to ask you for anything. Today, it's just about you. I give myself away today. And as you begin to give yourself away to him, in Psalms 91, when it says, you know, in that secret place of the Most High, when you begin to give yourself to him and you begin to say that, at first you don't know what that means. At first you don't know how to do it. But keep doing it. Keep going before him saying, I give myself to you. I give it to you. And once you begin to reveal um, that you're serious and that you're not coming and waywardly going to ask for something, but that you're totally committed to that time of prayer with him and you connect with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will have you to connect 
And then once that connection is there in your prayer life, the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal God to you. So you don't have to really ask him to do it because you're getting so close to him that you'll begin to see him. Little parts of him, his hand, you may see a glow. You're going to see something in that secret place that lets you know after a while of doing it that He's now connecting with you. He's now hearing your voice. He's now seeing you. And then the more you do it, the more of him you begin to see. The more he'll trust you in that place. It's not going to happen overnight because there are some things in you that can't get to that heavenly rim where he's at. So he has to pull all that away from you before he can show you who he really is. It's not in a worship session at church. This is you and God alone at your closet, in your room, in a place where you've made it, in a place where you've made it for you and God. That's what you want to do to get into that secret place with him and just say, I give myself to you. I just give it to you. Me, I want to do your will. I want to follow my destiny. Me, make it clear what that destiny is. Make it clear, oh God, what I'm supposed to do for you. It's not about me anymore. I keep messing up. I keep doing the wrong thing. I'm looking at man for the answer. I'm upset because my pastor won't let me preach or teach or say anything. And it's all about you I'm learning. God. It's all about what you want me to do. It has nothing to do with my pastor. It has nothing to do with the deacon. It has nothing to do with anybody. It's you. I'm answering to you. I'm going to stop blaming other people that my destiny is not fulfilled. I'm coming to you, Lord, and see why. Because I know once I come to you, the creator, the one who even told me that I had a destiny and a covenant with you, you will answer me. You won't give me half of a prophecy. You won't give me a part of a prophecy, I'm sorry, but you will give me everything I need to fulfill my destiny. And once you begin to get in that place and you begin to see him revealing himself to you, you are now standing in it with him. You are now growing to become one with him to where now you can go into the church and not worry about whether I'm singing, whether I'm preaching, whether I'm doing this, because you have that connection and assurance from God that I'm working on you. I'm doing this for my glory. So now inside of you is solid. Inside of you is is firm. So you're not crying anymore because people don't know that you're called or people can't see it. I just want people to see me, God, because of who you call me to be. They need to see me in order to know that I've been called. And God is saying that's not true because I haven't broken you yet, because I haven't had a fellowship time with you yet. You're doing everything but spending time with me. And I need you to come to me, not to the next man that he's created, but to him So as we begin to do that with Christ, we'll grow solid through him and we'll walk out of the house knowing who I am in Christ. So then nobody has to tell you. You don't have to go run into the the line to find out. You don't have to pay extra money if people do that to find out who you are in Christ. He's got your back, but you've got to make sure that you are going before him that you are ministering to him. Just in case we wanted to know what that secret place is, that's where it's at. It's you and God alone saying, empty me, God. Empty me. You're not asking about power. You're not asking about anointing. You're not asking about anything. 
you're just saying, come inside of me. Come. And sometimes you're not even talking. As that song begins to penetrate in you, you may just cry the whole night because all of that pain and all of that hurt has to come out before you can get to him. All of your darkness, all of your sins, all of that will be presented to him through your tears. So you don't even have to worry about what am I going to say? What am I going to do when I get in my secret place? Of course, you know, the first night you'll be sitting there like, okay, now what? Don't worry about that. Just begin to release yourself to him through the song. Even if you just listen to the song playing, saying, God, I surrender. And eventually the Holy Spirit will come in and just start moving. And you you don't even know what's going on. He's just moving. But we want to get to the oneness with God and skip the cleansing and skip the purifying. And it's not going to happen. And then you'll get up frustrated because you'll say, I didn't get anything out of it. I don't know what just happened. But God is saying, hold on. You're going too fast. You're trying to speed me up without going through everything first. Because one thing you have to understand is when you grab that microphone to get up there and preach, you got everything coming at you from the the pulpit down to the pews. Everything is being thrown at you and you don't even know it. Why? Because the angels are around protecting you while you minister to the people. But if you get up there without the purification, without the cleansing, without God being one with you, you'll drop that mic real quick and say, God, I don't want to do it again. God, I don't even know if I want to be saved again. I don't even want to know if I want to fulfill my destiny again because you got beat up because of the fact that you did not wait for God to present you. You did not wait for him to even process anything in you to make you strong from any demonic force that's going to come against you. So always go to him first before you get up there. I mean, you can do like little things he'll let you know, but always, always spend time in the secret place. That's how David was able to defeat um But anyway, that's how he was able to defeat him, Goliath, I'm sorry, because of the fact that he was in the secret place of God when he did all the things that he did in the wilderness. He built up his strength. He built up that slingshot power and everything that needed to go along with it. So you have to be in your wilderness first, in your secret place first, before you can move ahead and become a David with Goliath. So we're going to go into the message of Deborah and the things that she did for God that was so amazing. So we as women look at it like, you know, I'm being held back because I'm a woman. I can't do this or that because I'm a woman. But once you stay in the secret place of God where there's no male or female, that's just you and God, you'll begin to realize that nothing is holding you back but you. The pastor, the preachers, the bishops, no one is holding you back but you. Why? Because you haven't connected with the secret place yet. Because when the the man sees that that spiritual realm, the secret place that you have, they'll know it's time because God will reveal it just off of your presence. But when you get up there with yourself and you're like, oh, I'm ready. Go ahead. Give it to me. I can bring the fire. See, all of that is, is no, it's not going to work because the first thing you said was I will bring. And then you were like, I am ready. So we need to be able to just sit and wait on God because God will come, have that pastor or bishop or whoever say to you that one right there. I want that one tonight. And they may question it, but at the same time, they're going to listen to the Spirit of God. And then that's when the power comes. That's when the fire comes because you have that fire of God 
in you, through you, and working, and you're only doing what he is saying. So we're going to go to um, Judges chapter 4, and we're going to begin to speak about um, Deborah. And we got 4, verse 4, and Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at that time, and she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah between Remoth and Bethel in Mount Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. Now, here's a woman. If we ever want to know if a woman can do it, this is a woman that's a mother, a prophetess, a wife. And she still worshiped God in all that time. This is her husband supported her, obviously, or she wouldn't have been doing it. And she was outside of the city in a, up under a palm tree, which means it may not have been for her to be inside, but she didn't make an excuse for it and say they won't let me do it where they, the men do it, but I got to come out. And that's okay. She didn't care about that. All she cared about was fulfilling what God had for her to do. So as we begin to worship God, and listen to his spirit, we're going to be successful no matter where we at. So she had the proceedings of a judge. And if we look at a judge now, it has to have the wisdom, the knowledge, the laws of the land in order to understand how to judge. So that means she made sure she was educated enough to be able to do that. But yet she made sure she had the wisdom of God in order to properly decide the disputes of the people. And Through that, and we relate that to our own lives, we begin to realize that, you know, as women, she did this. She did it even with a husband, and she did this through the knowledge and the reading of making sure that she understood what she was doing. Okay, so we go to 6, and it said, And she sent and called Barak, the son of Abinam, out of Kadesh Nathal, and said unto him, Hath not the Lord God of Israel commanded saying, go and draw toward Mount Tabor 10,000 men of the children of Naphtal and of the children of Zebulun. I will draw unto thee to the river of Kenish Sisera and captain of Jablam's army and with his chariots and his multitude, and I will deliver him into thine hand. And Barak said unto her, if thou wilt go with me, then I will go. But if thou wilt not go with me, then I will not go. And she said... I will surely go with thee, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor. For the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman, and Deborah rose and went with Barak to Kadesh. Now, here we go. She got all these titles going on in her life, but yet she's committed to God for all of that to run smoothly. So now she's the prophetess, and she's telling him, God is saying to you, It's time to deliver the children of Israel out of this. I've heard their cry. Now I need to deliver them. So she tells him, um, this is what God is commanding you to do. And he says, well, I'm not going unless you're going, which means he had that much confidence in her and the words that she spoke, and he knew the presence of her would lead them to victory. So in the process of that, we as women, we're always doubting ourselves. We're always not believing in ourselves. We need a man to make us feel like we are worthy or we are um, a, a good woman or whatever, and we try to push ourselves 
hard because of these these insecurities that we have. But because she was in the presence of God, she didn't have to question it. She didn't have to say, I'm going to go check with God because she walked with him. She talked with God and she worshiped God. And obviously she stayed in the secret place of God because she heard what he wanted to do in the movement and she told what was said. So the confidence was there. The insecurities were gone. The doubts was there. Needing man to confirm what God has said was not there. So we as women need to take this attribute right here that she has and apply it to our lives. But the only way we will get there is through going to the secret place because we can't buy this. We can't read a book to give us this. We can't do anything. Not even a man that says they love us can give us this kind of assurance. We need this from God and God alone. And once you get into that place with God, when things are presented before you, when people are trying to do things to you, all you do is call on the name of Jesus. And he'll say, I, I, I see it. I got it. I heard it. And I'm going to fight this battle for you, but I need you to go over there and fight this battle for me. And and God is working one-on-one with you concerning that. So you don't have to worry about your battles because God already taken care of them. He just needs you to follow the script of your destiny. Keep moving with it, and he got you. But we take over. I've got to show him I'm a good woman. I've got to show them that I'll fulfill my destiny, and they talking about me and saying that I'll never do it. I'm the one that's got to always work with the children and make sure the homework is done and have the dinner ready for the husband and, and doing this and doing that. But yet we say I want to be a, um, a virtuous woman, and yet we say I want to be like Deborah. But the only way you can be either woman and Esther a Ruth or whomever, the only way you can become those women is through the secret place of God. You cannot do this at any rally, at any teaching. Nowhere will you get that godly presence when you walk into a room but through the secret place of God. Nowhere will you get anything until you go into the secret place of God. So we can stop being so insecure that when God speaks to us, we're questioning, we're asking our pastor, well, what do you think? Or what about this? But then you get mad at the pastor when he don't use you. It's because you haven't shown the promises of God or the presence of God in your life because you're constantly second guessing yourself. You're constantly, but you're thinking, you know, I'll have a communication with my pastor if I'm asking him questions, if I'm going to him, maybe I'll learn something. We just skip the whole process of God. We just skip the whole process of God telling us to come to him. Nobody knows your destiny but God. They make him prophesy a little bit of it, but nobody knows the whole roadmap but God. And that's the one we don't go to. That's the one we're not asking questions to. You know, and the one we need to build a relationship with. If you're in your car, you can sit there and talk about your destiny in the car with God. You can have a conversation. When you finish preaching, you don't have to say, God, did I do your will? Did I speak, you know, according to your will? No, because you already have a relationship with him. So you're only going to speak what he speaks anyway. So because you love him so much and he loves you and that covenant is there between the two of you, that that whole love that he has for you. But she went and he knew he wasn't going to get the victory for that battle because he asked her to go because God had a strategy that he wanted to fulfill in that plan of, you know, grabbing that um, Sisera 
and taking them down. But because he asked her to go, the glory had to now go through someone else. God has a strategy for your life. A complete strategy. But then when we turn to look at someone else and ask them or trust them, then God's strategy has to be diverted or it's going to still be there or however God is going to get you to that place. Now, you've just kind of messed everything up because you didn't go to God first. You didn't ask him first and then go to that person and tell them what God told you with confidence and with boldness. We've got to, as women, go into the secret place of God because now you see Deborah is now in a battle of war. So that's what happens when we need to get to our children, our husbands, our family members. We got to now go to war. So we're switching up roles each time we're doing something. We're switching roles. The base role is the husband, the children, the house. But these women, they still went into the secret place of God despite all of the roles they had to play in one day. To be a virtuous woman, you've got to be in the secret place of God at all times. Why? Because whatever is going on with your family while you're not around, you're constantly praying. Devil, I see you. you trying to get him over there. I got you. And then you just rattle it off in the prayer. Blah, 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 blah. Lord, I Lord, 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 Lord. And you stop the devil. Then you look over here and you say, uh-uh, God has shown me what you're doing and who you are. And you begin to speak in tongues again. And boom. Is taken care of. Now, that's why you're doing something completely else. In the spirit realm, you're seeing all of these things. You don't have to be in all the places all the time. You don't have to wait till they come home and they tell you how their day went. No, because you've already seen it in the spirit realm. So that's how you are a virtuous woman. That's how you are a Deborah, because you're constantly looking. Constantly in the spirit realm looking. When people at work are trying to um, do things to you, sabotage you, you know, it, you can go and just be working and not doing anything and one of them will pass you by and the Holy Spirit will tell you the Holy Spirit. They just went upstairs and said something about you and they'll tell you what happened. That happened to me at work one time, you know, constantly talking, constantly. And the young lady came back, came back from the office and I said, you know, I need to go speak to the manager because um, and she looked. Like, I know she wasn't in there when I was talking about her. How does she know that I even said that? Because I'm in the spirit at all times, listening to what God is saying to me. And I'm talking to him through my mind. And he's telling me the things that people are doing. And that's why you can be a Deborah or you can be a virtuous woman. It just don't come by being nice to people or showing the man that you're a good woman by cooking for him and doing this for him. No, it's your presence in the presence of God. It's your speaking with your heavenly tongue before the Lord. Don't mess up the strategy that God has for your life. Don't mess up the strategy that God has for your destiny by being insecure, by being overran by people. You know, I'm going to show that I'm a good person, but then they use that as your weakness. And then you get mad at God because people don't see who you really are. It's because spiritually you're not showing them who you are. Spiritually, you don't even know how to show them who you are. So you go through all these strategies that you're listening to on TV, that you're reading in books, and you're missing the whole point of God and his presence in your life. Because once that presence is there, you walk it, you talk it, you feel it. So even when you hear people talking about you in the spirit room, you can look at them and still talk to them like you ain't heard nothing until God tells you to speak. You can do anything through Christ who strengthens you. You can do anything. Whatever it is you need from God, it comes from the secret place, not just through prayers, not just through fasting, 
but everything comes through us being in that secret place. So Deborah, she goes off to battle, and Sisera comes in to Jael. Jael welcomes him in. He go another woman now, knowing who she is and what she's supposed to be doing. She invites him in. He comes in. Now he asks for some more. He said, I'm thirsty. So instead of giving him water, she gives him milk so he can, his body can relax and he can calm down. She convinced come in because she knew her assignment and she was not going to let that assignment go. Not for no man, not for no second guessing herself. There is nowhere it said a prophet came and told her she had to do this. No, there's no word that says somebody spoke it to her and said, this is what's going to happen. You're going to be a part of it. So make sure you do this. Uh-uh. It said he started running away. He got away, and Sisera came to her, and she knew exactly what her assignment was, and she completed it, and praise be to God. Now, if that would have happened to you and he showed up, would you have just closed the door and said, uh-uh, I'm not going to be a part of that? Would you have closed the door and said, uh-uh, I don't, I don't do war, I don't do trouble, I don't do mess, I don't do all that, so you're going to have to find somewhere else to go? Would you have done that or what would you have done? But guess what? If you was in the secret place of God, you would have knew exactly what to do without any doubt in your mind. You would have stood in the presence of God with him, through him, working everything and completed the task that you were assigned to. We have to make sure we're in that secret place. I surrender all. I give myself away to him. Every day, all day, constantly telling him, I give myself away. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High under the shadow of his Almighty. Are we in the secret place today? Are we rising up for the occasion today? And we're not afraid of what we're facing. Because now in this day and time, we are in battle. We are in a battle mode now. It's not even about survival. It's about battling the enemy who's coming against our finances, coming against our husbands or our wives, coming against our children, coming against everything. So instead of praying about your bills, instead of praying about what are we going to do tomorrow, go into the secret place of God and just stay there. And you don't even have to wait for an answer because the answer is already going to be there when you get out of prayer. So you get up from your secret place. You don't know if God heard you, if he felt your heart. He didn't, you don't know if he understood your tears. But just get up when it's all over and the Holy Spirit will let you know it's done. And you're like, God, well, how is it done? You need to go back to the secret place because you never have to ask how. When you come out of the secret place, you only ask how when you come into prayers and you don't have an answer. But when you finish with a secret place, there's no how. It's just done. And the Holy Spirit will say it is done. So these women went into battle knowing it is done. And you go out and you drive knowing that car payment is due. You flick every light knowing that the light bills are due. But you keep saying to yourself, it is done. So we quote this, the verses in the Bible without the power. We're just hoping that the verses will work for us. But God is saying they will work. Come to me. Those are my words, my covenant I have with you. Come to me. 
And we think coming to God means just kneeling and praying or sitting there crying and praying. That's not going to help you is to just sit there and, and cry and tell God your problem. You know he already know it, right? He He already figured, got everything under control. He just needs you to come and commit it to him and commit yourself to him. These women knew that, and that's how they lived, a committed life unto God. They just poured it all out to him. Deborah did a lot of things, but she did it all unto God. The virtuous woman, she did a lot of things, but she did it in the secret place of God. You'll know when everybody's in your family is in some type of trouble, and God will immediately allow the Holy Spirit to give you the words of what to say. Don't mess up the plan God has for your life because of your own insecurities, because of your own restlessness. You know, I was stressing one night. And I said it was like 3, 4 in the morning or something, and I said I got to get up and pray because I don't know what's going to happen in the morning. I don't know about this. I don't know about that. And I got up and I kneeled down to pray, and I was getting ready to speak in tongues. And I was, I'm just praying, 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 praying. And all I heard was go to sleep. And I, I, I just went back into my prayers. And they said go to sleep. So I got up. I went to sleep. And God said, it'll be done before you get off work. And I was like, huh, okay. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And I praise God for teaching me how to trust him from coming out of my secret place. Because a normal prayer, I would still be nervous. A normal prayer that I just rattle off anything about how hurt I am and how much I don't know, I would have never gotten that answer because I'm too busy putting my feelings in my prayers. I'm too busy having belief in my prayers when I need to have the arm of God in my prayers. I need to have the presence and the glory of God in my prayers. And I found out I only get that from the secret place. When you're in the secret place, he'll show you an arm or a hand working on your problem. And you can physically see that vision. And then it'll go away. The next couple of times you won't see anything, but you keep pressing in and you keep pressing in and then he'll show you his glory and then it'll go away because he wants you hungry for him. So it may look like he playing hide and seek with you and really he is because he needs you to come closer. He needs you to come in to where he's at. So he'll show you a little thing and tell you a little something just to keep your attention and that thirst for him because as you get more thirsty, He's going to come more closer. And that's what you want because you want to hear it is done. You want to hear I am here. And then you can be those women that fight without any stress. Because she could have, Deborah just could have said, I don't do battles. I'm a judge. I'm a this, I'm a that, but I don't, I don't do battles. I don't go out to war because you guys haven't trained me for that or you guys haven't done this for that. But she was like, okay, let's go. And that's the woman you are when you come from the secret place. That's the woman that presents herself in all adversity in the secret place. That's the woman that doesn't wait for the pastor to tell her her vision and her goals and her destiny because she already knows. That's the woman that will stand up against her own Goliath and don't even worry about it. That's the woman that God is looking for in us. That's the woman he wants to display in us, through us, 
because when he lifts his hands and he calls your name, you'll lift your hands and call his name. When he sings a song, you'll hear the song, you'll catch the song, and then you and God are singing in harmony. That's the woman God wants. He doesn't want the crying woman all the time. He doesn't want the fragile woman. He doesn't want the woman that's insecure. He doesn't want the woman that wants to show a man that she's a good man by doing a whole bunch of craziness. He doesn't want the woman who does all the labors in the house and never spend times with him. That's not the woman we are. We are the women that are ready even for battle, even if we haven't been trained for it. So she's out there in battle with them, got on the whole armor and everything, and she had to kill just like they had to kill because they were going to be after her. Can you be that woman for God? Can you be Jael who takes that nail and sticks it out of Shanda and sticks it in, who gives him milk instead of water? Can you be that woman instead of making excuses for the why things aren't working in your life, why you can't hear from God, why he hasn't revealed my destiny, why is he not talking to me? Can you be the woman that stays in the secret place, even for your enemies, even for things not going right? What woman will you be today, a running woman or a praying woman, a crying woman or a destiny woman? That when you show up to anything you're doing, the presence of God is right there on you, glowing. And people are looking but they can't figure out what, what it is about you. Something about you. I just don't know what it is. God wants that woman to come forth now in the name of Jesus. God wants that woman to pick up on his strategy for their life, and she just walks through it with no problem. That's the woman she, he wants. The Deborah that we read about is the one that was ready for battle at any time. Deborah, strong woman, and said, I will. I will. Never second-guessing it. Immediate said, I will, but you won't get the glory for it. She trusted the Lord that much. She trusted the plan and the strategy of God for victory that much. What woman will we grow into today? Because life is not waiting. Life is not stopping. And the enemy definitely is not going to let up. When you see the enemy coming, it won't even bother you. It won't because you've already been in the presence of the Lord. He's already equipped you for whatever is about to come. And even when it comes, God himself will show up or he'll send one of his angels. But you can trust and believe you have to be ready and willing. You can't be discouraged or afraid, and you cannot be insecure because this day and time, the enemy ain't none of that. He's coming to you. To, to, he already know if you're weak or not, so he takes that weakness that you have and presents it really big. And so now that's all you're dwelling on is your weaknesses, your past hurts, your past dramas and things you've gone to. And he wants to keep you focused right there so you can never become Deborah or Jael, or Esther. He doesn't want you to know that that woman is living inside of you, ready and willing to go. He doesn't want you to see that. 
Life is not going to let you see it. You have to go into the secret places of God and become that woman. So let us pray. Father, we thank you right now, O oh God, for every woman out there that's desiring to be Deborah and Jael, but something God is hindering them, something is blocking them, O oh God, from becoming that woman because they focus more on the damages of their life than they do on the presence of you, O oh God. So, Father, we come right now, O oh God, knowing that they have been called and using excuses that they're waiting on you, O oh God. We rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, they desire to spend time with you, but their busy schedules is not allowing it. We rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare right now through your word, O oh God, that we will get a revelation of who we are and go into your presence to complete that destiny, to complete the woman that we should be in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you right now, oh God, because we are willing and able, God, we have the heart of you. We have the plan that you would want us to do, but God, fear has taken over. We rebuke that spirit now in the name of Jesus. Father, we know your heart for us. We know your desires for us, oh God. But God, we just feel like we don't have the time right now. We feel like, oh God, that if you would do this or that can present ourselves before you, we rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. Lord, right now we are women of strength. We are women of your power. We have no shame in Jesus' name. God, we are not afraid of anything that is presented before us when we present ourselves to you, O oh God. We're asking you, O oh God, to cleanse us, to purge us, to wash us, O oh God, and that anything in our lives that does not represent you, we rebuke it now in the name of Jesus. God, we die to ourselves, O oh God. We die to being busy, God. We die, O oh God to being overwhelmed, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. We rebuke every spirit right now, O oh God, that's saying you are sick so you can't do the will of God, that is saying you are this and that and you can't do the will of God. God, we rebuke that spirit now in the name of Jesus. Every woman, O oh God, that is going through the issue of blood right now, O oh God, be healed in Jesus' name. Father, everyone that is going through brain cancer, O oh God, or tumors, O oh God, any cancer or tumors in their body right now, oh God, we call you right now to heal in Jesus' name. Father, every sickness that is in the body of your people, God, that is a spirit, oh God, that's doing a lot of things of, of inferiority, oh God, that God, we will not do what you called us to do until you heal us, oh God. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, every sickness that is coming through our body right now, oh God, we call for the blood of Jesus right now, the stripes, oh God, that you took on the cross, oh God, for us and even before the cross, God. God, that those are the stripes that you took for us, oh God, that we may be healed, God. But God, we are not acknowledging the what you did for us to become healed, God. God, we say those words in vain, oh God. But right now, oh God, I decree power over that word, oh God. God, that their hearts may trust you right now, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, that they may be healed now in Jesus' name. Father, we come before you right now. Every finance, oh God, 
that the enemy has come against right now, oh God. God, we will commit our ways unto you and our finances, God. We will pay our tithe, oh God, that will open the windows of heaven for us, oh God. Father, right now we present our finances to you, God. Any lack, oh God, any demonic forces coming against it right now, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Father, we are crying out to you without going into that secret place, God, and we expect you to do a work without us doing anything, oh God. I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. But God, I release unto your people the secret place yearning, oh God, the secret place hunger right now, oh God, that we may hear from you, that we may be directed from you in the name of Jesus, God, for any lazy spirit that is upon us, oh God, any lack on us, oh God, anything that we're doing that's not according to your will, God, right now we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We love you, oh God. We honor you with our mouth and with our our hearts. We honor you, O God, with singing, with praying. We honor you, O God, with our hearts, with our soul. We want to live committed unto you, O God. But now we know that we have to go into the secret place. Grab us a closet, a floor, a chair, whatever we have to do, O God, to connect with your spirit and all These things will go away from our lives, oh God. You have a covenant with us and us with you. God, right now, release people, oh God. Father, let us have an encounter with you today, oh God, in our lives that will assure us that you are there, but we need to be there as well. God, we give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor, oh God, for we know that the battle is not ours. We know, oh God, that we're fighting a battle we're not equipped to fight, God, but that when we give it to you, the battle is already won. When we give it to you, there is no more battle because it's over and it's done. Lord, we lift ourselves up to you right now, our families. We lift them to you, O God, and we ask you to continue to bless them, continue to heal them, continue, O God, to speak and give encounters of who you are in their lives, that they may begin to trust you even more. In Jesus' name, we pray. We love you, O God. We trust you, and we will continue to seek for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. 